0: Dot com slash GoogleTeacherPod. You can search the archive and check out the show notes for each and every episode of the Google Teacher Podcast. Thank you for your continued support, and may the Googles be with you.
1: I'm Dr. Heather Monthy from the About the T and STEM podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in 3, 2, 1... To episode 75 of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, your source for the latest Google for Education news, tips, tricks, and ideas you can use in class tomorrow. I'm Matt Miller from ditchthattextbook.com.
2: And I'm Casey Bell from shakeuplearning.com. And I cannot wait for you to hear today's episode. So, we are revisiting a, a group of, of Fabulous students from Roy City High School called the Chrome Squad, and we interviewed these uh, this team. And in fact, it actually was a different team at that point in time. But three uh, back about three years ago, yeah. episode eight. If you would like to go back to it, but you will not believe what this tech team, this student led tech team is doing for their schools. And um, it's run like an organization. They are using design thinking. They are goal setting. They are creating their own podcasts, which, by the way, we heard was modeled after the Google Teacher Tribe. So right. very honored. Yes, And we, we are just so excited to share this group with you. In fact, we wanted to talk to them for a little bit longer. So this episode is really Just focus on, on sharing these amazing students with you and we hope you will be inspired to, uh, to implement these ideas in your classroom and find ways to use student-led tech help in whatever capacity you can in your schools.
1: Yeah, I know I was definitely inspired. I know there was a little moment there where Casey's heart was touched and she needed to compose herself a little bit, so.
2: I might cry, y'all. Yeah,
1: it's it's a really, really good one, and I think something that's definitely applicable and relevant no matter what your um, walk of education is, so we're excited to share it with you. Let's take a listen.
2: Hey, y'all. I am super excited, of course, to share with you a, a, an update on an older episode. So if you go back to episode eight of the Google Teacher Tribe, we interviewed some amazing students who are part of what is called the Chrome Squad at Royce City High School in Royce City, Texas. And guess what? We have them here today. We are, are all together in the same space, attempting to record from the mini mic again, the mini, the mic. mini mic here at TCEA in San Antonio, Texas. So uh, welcome to all the students we have here, as well as their coordinator, Cody Holt. And so I'm going to turn it over to Cody and let him introduce the Chrome Squad and himself.
3: Hey, everyone. It's great to be back on the Google Teacher Tribe. I absolutely love this podcast. Um, And so I am the Connect for Learning Program Manager for uh, Royce City ISD, which is east of Dallas. Um, And I got five of my Chrome Squad members with me here today. Uh, So I'm going to let them actually introduce themselves because they are big kids and they can do that.
4: They can.
5: Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's right. Um, Hi, I'm Lily and I'm a junior and I'm
5: the team lead for the video team.
6: Hi, my name is Matthew. I'm a senior, and I'm the
7: team lead for the inventory team.
5: Hi, my name is Karina. I'm a senior, and I am
7: the team lead for the podcast team. I'm Uriel. I'm a senior, and I'm a team
1: member of the video team.
4: Hi, I'm Macy. I'm a senior, and I'm a member of the C4L Ninja badging team.
1: Now, were any of you on the first episode that we did? No, so we got all brand new faces. Very good. So... We are um, here at the TCEA conference in San Antonio, Texas, and these guys have gotten to do some presenting about the Chrome Squad and and various things. So, um, Cody, can you just give us the real quick in a nutshell version of what this Chrome Squad is? Sure. So, uh, when we started this program four years ago, we had just gone one-to-one with Chromebooks
3: at our high school, and we needed a way to make sure we had support for both the teachers and the students. So, uh, the Chrome Squad... They they not only provide the training for teachers and students, but they also do all of the support for the Chromebooks as well. Uh, And it's really just spread from there. So, you know, my vision was just kind of in those those kind of three areas. And it's grown to like you you heard all these different teams and things that they they do. Uh, So now they're working with schools all across the country to try to help them do the same thing.
2: I, I want to say too how, how amazing it has been to watch this evolve over yeah. time too. So, um, I, I do have a history of, of working with, with Cody and with Roy City over, I don't know, probably the last six years or so. And, um, you know, just feeling like I have kind of a bird's eye view of some of the things going on and uh, just hearing you all introduce yourselves told me a lot about how much has changed just because these teams and the podcasts now and the videos. So why don't you share with us some of the new things that are going on, kind of what you're most excited about right now? Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: So one of the big changes obviously is the teams. Uh, We, we realized, um, and it's actually a result of 20% time, which if you're familiar with that, that's, you know, the idea that kids get 20% of their time to work on pet projects, um, they, they had these really great ideas like a podcast, like a digital badging, badging. And uh, they, um, they were so good that we decided to reorganize the whole program around those ideas. Um, and so that is one big change, but then along with that, there has to be some project planning in place. So Lily, you want to talk about our OKRs?
2: Yeah. Um, so OKRs are our objective key results, and they're how we um, move forward in our um, teams and make them better. Um, we start off in the summer, and we
5: plan them
2: at the end. We have an end goal, and then we work backwards each week. So then whenever we come in the first day of school, we know exactly what we're supposed to do and exactly what we're supposed to get done um, each week. And they can kind of um, move around what we've accomplished. We can adjust our goals to where we know we can try
5: to accomplish them, even though there's only a seventy to eighty percent um, success rate. So that even if we don't reach those goals, we're still better than we were before we started them.
3: Yeah, and so all that comes from this idea that we we don't want to stay static. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, so Matthew, um, talk to us about. Um, This idea of novel versus novelty. So novel
6: versus novelty. We try to be novel. We want to keep advancing. We don't want to stay stagnant. We want to always be innovating, becoming new things, because being a novelty is being okay with where you are and what you want to do and just being good at that. But being novel is, yes, we're good at this, but how could we still be better?
3: What else could we strive for and exceed in besides what we already know and how to do? Uh, and so one great example of that is we had a team uh, that was doing blog posts, and then we realized kids don't read blogs. So yeah. uh, so we realized uh, we, there's something better out there. We need to kill off something that is good for something that's great. Uh, and so we switched to podcasts. And so Karina, she's the podcast lead. Uh, she's going to talk a little bit about that.
5: All right. Thanks. So the podcast team is a new team that we have just added this year, and it's just three of us. And... We, all three of us, had never done anything like that before, but it was, it's an incredible opportunity to get to do something like this because I'm so excited about it. I'm very passionate about this uh, new project, new endeavor that we're going into. Um, it's, I think it's a great way, it's a much better way to reach a wider audience because it's just, like, more accessible, in my opinion. You can listen to it while you're driving, listen to it while you're cooking or cleaning or anything like that. And... Uh,
2: I just want to make sure that you tell everybody what is the name of the podcast yeah. and how do they find and it. how do they find it, exactly. All right, yeah. you can
5: find it on iTunes. It's up on iTunes right now under Connected for Learning podcast, and it will be up on Google Play very soon. Nice.
2: How many episodes
5: in do you have? We have one we have a teaser and we are working on our full-length episode that should be up in the next couple
1: weeks Woohoo! Yeah. excellent right.
3: very good yeah uh and so starting an endeavor like that like a podcast there's a, I i mean they were coming in like not even knowing how to record so there's a lot of project planning that has to go into that and so we actually start that the summer before uh and so uriel can you talk about kind of that design thinking process we went through
7: so uh Pretty much, he just kind of gave us a poster and a bunch of sticky notes, and he just told <laughs> us to go crazy. Yeah, And so, we just kind of planned out each and every event that we wanted to do, what we wanted to accomplish during each, like, quarter that we have, or each third week of that, like, same quarter. And, and I'm really sure, like, about design thinking. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> whole, I don't know what design thinking was. Like, so, uh, yeah, so
3: design thinking is the idea of <laughs> rapid prototyping. So, you are... You're, you're looking at a very audacious goal. The idea is it's 60 to 70% chance of success. Um, and then if you have that goal in mind, you can start to project plan backwards uh, and very quickly come up with a, you know, how are we going to get this accomplished? This is like OKRs. They are like OKRs,
1: yeah. Um, so when you look at the different parts of this team, mm-hmm. I mean, you got the podcast, you got the inventory, you got the, you know, all of these different things that... Um, that you guys, that the students are doing, um, it makes me think about, you know, the schools where, you know, anyone that's listening is working. And if someone's just getting started and on this, they're hearing this and they're going, you know, this is, this is such a cool thing. I would love to have, you know, students doing maybe not all of these parts right away, but, you know, start to build something sort of like that. Um, where do you, Where where do you suggest that they start on that?
4: Like they already have a one-to-one program or like they're starting?
1: Sure. Or if, yeah, yeah. Let's say that they've got some technology in place. Yeah, core
3: values, core products.
1: Yeah, and they want to give students some, you know, some opportunity to lead and and work kind of like you guys do.
4: So what we start with is we have these things called our core values. We have four of them. We have integrity, quality, respect, and uh, teachability. And we start with these because these are the things that we look for whenever we're looking for new members that these are the first things that uh, that come to mind whenever we're uh, thinking of new Chrome Squad members. And integrity is the value or the quality of being honest. As Mr. Holt says, either you have it or you don't. <laughs> and quality is kind of an umbrella term for like creative thinking, uh, critical thinking, like um, coming up with new ideas. We're always looking for people who are like um, quick on the spot, like problem solvers, Um and the quality of service that we put out, and respect is like, how can you work with a group of people if you can't have respect for your peers and your coordinator? And then um, teachability is not only the ability to learn from others or teach others, but it's also the ability to teach yourself when you don't know how to, um, when you don't know something. And then once we have those in place, then we start with our core products, and this is what we like, make sure we have down very good, and we have our customer service, which is like the number one top priority because we work with students and teachers every day and if one person comes in and they have a bad experience and it's bad for everyone mm-hmm. and we have our help desk our help desk which is the the people who come in and the amount of time it takes for them to get their device like fixed or their problem solved and the amount of time it takes for them to get out the door and that's about 45 seconds mm-hmm. and then we have our tech support which they're the ones that come in and um like if their device is like permanently broken that we can't fix it on the spot, then how fast can we get it back to them? Yeah,
1: that's cool. And so that's kind of like if you were going to try to replicate this in another school, that's a good place to Mm -hmm. start. That's that's great. So,
3: yeah, when we work with other schools, we tell them, you know, you start with the core values. What kind of person do you want working for you? Because it's Mm -hmm. about an organization. It's not about a class. Yeah. then what is it you're going to be really good at and focus on that first mm-hmm. uh, instead of trying to go big scale with everything? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really the first two really big building blocks. And that's where mm-hmm. people stumble when they don't think through those things first.
1: Yeah. Now, if you have – because a, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are you know, like classroom mm-hmm. teachers. And so obviously this has grown and morphed to yeah. a place where you know this is a big part of mm-hmm. your daily – you know, your daily work. Um, what if we have a teacher in their own classroom? And they're like, I love everything about this. How can I start to get more of this in my classroom? Do you have any advice for them?
3: Yeah. I mean, um, it's really looking at the, uh, the students that you have, um, you know, we're doing it at a, a campus wide level, but, mm-hmm. uh, even in a classroom, the principals are still the same. So, you know, if you wanted to do it as a club, I mean, you can do it that way or, um, and at elementaries, we see it a lot. It, it's like a pull-out program, um, mm-hmm. so they can do that as well. Uh, but it's about, okay, I'm, I may not do this with every student in the classroom, but I have those three or four maybe that seem to have the qualities I want, and I want to pour in some extra time. And they start to kind of multiply out. And what you see even in a classroom setting is as you, you start to kind of highlight these three or four kids, other kids go, oh, I kind of like this. What does it take for me to get to there? Like, yeah. Oh, well, you need to start doing this. And then you start seeing a change in kind of the culture of the kids you have. And everybody moves up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you definitely can do this with a teacher in a classroom. Okay.
2: And I think too, that's something really important to share with, uh, the, the listeners too, is how much you have influenced other schools across the country, probably across the world too. I mean, I know that you've told me about getting, you know, contacted by different groups and I, I've even run into other schools and they start telling, I'm like, have you talked to Cody? They're like, oh yeah, that's where we got the idea. Mm-hmm. Like it's all coming from, from you guys. And what I, I, I love, I mean, as you were all teaching or talking, sorry, I'm like biting my lip over here because I'm like, e- amen, amen. Uh, yeah, like, every yeah. teacher listening to this is gonna be like, I want my kids saying this. I want yes. my teachers yes. to hear this. So, I wanna know who do you consider like your main audience? Like, is it the teachers? Is it the students? Do you feel like you're reaching all of them?
6: Uh, I'd like to say we're reaching all of them more. I feel like it's a definite environment change for the teachers mostly, though, because they've gone from a one to one with a CTO or helping with one of them having one person or a few that help them with each of their jobs. But now we have a 21-member team of students that are helping those teachers with their devices. And so past over the four years that it's existed, teachers have swapped over from going straight to the level two support and coming to us for their level one questions and support. So definitely a big change for the environment on teachers as well as the students.
2: And that's fantastic. And it's a sustainable model. I mean, schools are suffering. I mean, part of the reason why you developed this was because there was no way to support one to one Mm -hmm. and hire enough people to do that. And now you're all getting credit um, for this. Uh, You want to talk about how how, what kind of credit do they get for this course? Um,
3: Um, So, um, yeah, so they they're getting uh, course credit. They all start with a principles of I.T. Uh, and then they move into pure maintenance and uh, for level two and then pure networking. But in reality, they're actually doing everything all together. So, uh, But it's even more than that. Uh, you know, one of you want to talk about certifications you'll get.
4: Uh, we are. Uh, all of us are Google. All of us here are Google level one certified. Google educator level one mm-hmm. certified. Wow. And Karina is level two and the rest of us are uh, planning on taking it soon. Uh, We're all G Suite certified, and we all have the opportunity to take this because Mr. Holt gives us, he wants us to have the highest, like, ability level to help the students and teachers as possible, and Matthew's actually on our inventory team, and he's Dell Tech Direct certified, so he can, like, repair the Dell Chromebooks, like, on the spot, so, and that's free for anyone, and um, I think next year Mr. Mr. Holt's going to make everyone take it. (laughs) So. <laughs> That's
1: probably good.
2: Oh, word. oh, I'm like, yeah, like Matt and I are over here, just yeah. like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we're yeah. just so excited, and the things that you're accomplishing, yes. and what you represent, and just to tell everybody too, because I know several years in a row you've been bringing a team of students yeah. to present at TCEA, and so you have you've had three presentations here, right? Yeah yeah and you you also have had some other interesting opportunities you want to talk about that the opportunities that you've been invited um i think there was a new one yeah. maybe that you want to share yeah
3: so uh actually i think not long after episode eight uh we were invited by google to go to mountain view and spend a few days and matthew's actually the only one from this group that was on that trip because that was what three years ago yeah i mean it's a while ago uh and so the Mountain View, uh, we have been invited to come to Austin's or Google's Austin campus, which is like, I guess it's HQ2 or what do they call it now. Um, and we've done that the last two years. Uh, they were asked by Dell to come and work with other districts at Dell's like global headquarters uh, in Round Rock. And then after their presentation yesterday, um, someone from uh, Dell asked them to come speak at ISTI. Uh, so, the VIDC is the SD this year. Yeah. That's, so cool. uh, they're also presenting at the COSIN conference in Phili- or in Portland wow.
1: next month. Yeah. Wow. You guys, that's a, that's a big deal. <laughs> I don't yeah, know that's if y'all realize it's huge. That's it, huge. Uh,
2: yeah. The, the culture that you've created out of this, I mean, and I love the fact that it's run like an organization. This is not run like a regular classroom that you're just, mm-hmm. and, and I think the way you're all representing your school and the Chrome squad and you're so articulate Yes. and you know, your stuff. I mean, I, I have chills really seriously. Um, yeah. You're just what we wish we could get out of every kid. Sorry. Um, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Say yep. something Matt before I start.
1: casey has <laughs> got to compose herself a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so proud. Um, What I love about the, experience that um, you guys have is that you've gotten to work with teachers, you've gotten to work with students, and so you've got kind of a unique perspective on things. Um, So I'm always fascinated to hear what you would tell teachers, like what do you wish that your teachers knew related to, and it can be just related to education in general, but it could also be related to you know, working with them on the tech side of things, as far as using technology in the classroom, do you have anything um, that you that you wish that they knew? You want to just go around, or you, you got something?
2: Yeah. Um, tech wise, I mean, I most of the time, if you turn it off and turn it back on, it's gonna work.
4: Yes.
1: <laughs> Did you all get it? If they're listening to this podcast, they probably already know that. But that's so true. You're exactly right.
2: Also, along with that, make sure it's plugged in. Those are like <laughs> so many
1: things. yeah so, you
6: know, yeah a big thing to understand is just that your students they like to have an opinion an open option um, when you're teaching your class it's always good to get an opinion from your students because they they're the ones you're trying to interact with they're the ones you're trying to teach and so you can cater them a little bit if you just ask them questions about how you're teaching or what they want to actually learn in that class or how they want to learn yeah. And so that's the big environment change with the Chromebooks is they can post online classroom stuff, extra material or anything for their students. Um, it's a much wider range of activities they can do with those devices. Yeah.
1: And Matthew, I wanted to follow up. Um, do you, Can you think of, I'm kind of putting him on the spot here, so no is an acceptable answer to this question, but can you think of an example where a teacher got that right that you remember from any class that you've been in?
6: Um. I can think of a couple teachers. Actually, they um, they started the school year off and they they actually sent out uh, surveys to the students and they asked how they wanted to learn. If they wanted more paperwork, if they wanted more device yeah. work, yeah. if they wanted more lecture time, and based off that, they designed a, a uh, I guess I can't think of the word for a yeah a lesson plan. That's the word. Okay. So they designed a lesson plan based off what their students asked for. And it's definitely been way more interactive with those students. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what? Yeah. So I, can, the I can imagine. Macy, you were nodding your head on that. Did you, have, did you have one too?
4: Yeah. Well, I was saying one of my teachers did that at the beginning of the year. and was See. like saying, what am I doing well? Or no, it was the end of last year. Um, I had one of my teachers like say, like, what am I doing well? What can I improve on? What was your favorite activity? Mm-hmm. Um, like, do you enjoy the paper? Do you enjoy the yeah. Chromebook more? So
1: yeah.
4: I think that definitely helps them along with helping us because we're allowed to give our feedback Mm -hmm. to the teachers and like how they can improve.
1: Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah.
4: I'm really interested to know.
2: So, um, I I know you've probably all had different number of years that you've been involved with the Chrome squad, but I want to know how this is affecting your choices past high school. Like what careers you may be thinking about or, or different paths that you want to take or, or maybe some certifications you want to pursue even past high school. Mm -hmm.
7: One. um So before I joined the Chrome Squad, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I mean, I knew I wanted to be an astronaut, like somewhere from <laughs> space, but I didn't really know what like field of like science I wanted to go into. I knew I wanted to science too. I'm taking the STEM, the STEM uh, endorsement. Bit, yeah. And so I wasn't really sure what to do. But once I joined Chrome Squad, and also that same year I joined a computer science class, and it kind of opened up my mind to a whole myriad of different things that I could like. Do. so um i mean i opened up my first chromebook and everything like that i saw all the circuits there and i just i imagined how how does all this like computational stuff happen in such a small thing and i just wanted to know how that worked how that green chip made everything work yeah. and so it made me go into uh actually major in computer engineering and computer science you
2: that's know. amazing that's the curiosity door you yeah. just opened
3: i want to add something to, to what Uriel was saying so after the session yesterday we Someone asked that same question. You said he wanted to be an astronaut. And after the session, someone came up to you. Who was it? It was, uh, it was Katie. Katie's
4: name? She was so, a Dell
3: lady. Like- so, so it was someone at Dell, but they know astronauts at NASA. And so
7: they got him connected with one.
1: What? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. What was that like? That's amazing. I was,
7: I was just, I, I was without words. I didn't know what to say. I was just really grateful for the opportunities that were given to me. Just, It was unbelievable. I never thought like that would be a, that was going to happen. Yeah. Like I mean, wow. I was hoping something like that would happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Not this no that's
2: <laughs> so exciting. Anyone else want to share? You don't have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
6: Yeah. So I out of this group, I've been in the Chrome Chrome Squad the longest. I've been in here for three years since my sophomore year. That was the second year it started, and <laughs> I came into it wanting to work on technology. I've always had a passion for it. And something I didn't realize was working with other people, interactions, social interactions. I've never been a shy person, but that really opened up my eyes to, yes, I might be tech savvy, but these other people aren't. and How am I going to tell them all the stuff I know in the terms they would understand? So that's definitely helped me be able to actually converse and explain ideas that to me, it might seem simple, but to other people who don't have that prior understanding, they might not actually be able to understand what I say. Yeah. So I've learned how to talk with, talk with students and teachers alike and tell them about the things maybe I know well, but they might not understand and be able to portray my
1: ideas. You know, that's so huge because if you look at the, you know, the list of the skills that employers want whenever they get new hires, all of those communication skills are right at the top. And you know that in a lot of the tech world the the dream of the employers are the ones who get the boxes and wires and they get all of the, you know, the coding or whatever, but they're able to tell people about it and they're able to articulate that and that's that's awesome. I'm just blown away
2: yeah yeah we 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 could talk to y'all all all day i mean seriously thank you so much for taking the time i know you you probably had to get up a little bit earlier today just to do this with us and uh we we appreciate it so much and thank you cody for for connecting us back to what's going on um, with the chrome squad
1: and if uh anybody wants to get in touch with you all or learn more about what you do where can they go
3: uh, so you can, uh, find us at our website, which is connected for, that's F-O-R. So connectedforlearning.org. Uh, you can also, uh, contact us, uh, on Twitter. It's, uh, chrome underscore squad. Right. And also on, uh, Instagram, they're RC Chrome Squad, I think. Uh, it's been, I'm, I'm not ready for this morning. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so they, they are happy to contact and, and or connect with you and they, uh, I mean, they love it. They they work with districts all the time.
1: And so if my Chromebook isn't working, I can just send a tweet to Chrome oh, yeah. underscore squad and you guys yeah. will help me fix it.
3: Yeah, so actually something, another project we're working on, we're looking at possibly next year is actually opening up tech support for other districts.
5: Whoa. Nice. <laughs> that's oh, huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's cool. Well, we we so appreciate, and I know everybody listening too. We so appreciate um, all of you sharing your expertise. I mean, all around this group, and um, just for yeah, just for the the inspiration to um, to to put this kind of thing into place. So thank you all for for your time. Yes, and we'll thank be you. sure
2: and put links to all of your resources in the show notes at googleteachertribe.com dot com slash 75, right? 75th episode, y'all. And you you came back after episode eight, too. So thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Okay. I hope you have enjoyed this episode as much as we have. I feel like Matt and I could have sat here and talked to these. Amazing young men and women all day long. The things that you're saying, uh, as you probably realize, did did touch me, and I, I just get so emotional and proud of students. So, you know, I hope that everyone is walking away with some some new ideas from this episode. And of course, don't forget to um, share this episode with your friends and other teachers who may be interested in learning more about Google or their own Chrome Squad.
1: Yes, absolutely, and. Have you subscribed to the show? I hope that you have. Um, if you haven't, of course, we can. you can get the Google Teacher Tribe podcast on any podcast app that you listen to. And um, if you haven't done a rating and a review in iTunes, that would be a glorious thing. We would so appreciate that. So until next time, we will see you on the next episode of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast.
5: Bye, y'all.